This is the Blended Creole Podcast, where we discuss two lives, Southern and Haitian roots. Join us as we talk about family, investing, and seeing the world. While learning about how we tackle blending our lives, from our finances and redefining our relationship with debt, to our Insta family. Welcome to the Blended Creole Podcast. I'm Jay. And I'm Liz. podcast i'm liz i'm jay and this is a special episode so we talked about um so far if you've been listening to our podcast how we are on a debt-free journey um and so what we decided to do is that the beginning of every month we're going to do a monthly accountability check-in so this is our check-in for february to say how's it going it's going pretty great happy black history month is coming to an end um, and yeah, we're achieving some big things with Black History Month as a black couple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't even, anyways. You okay. So let's, let's quick recap. So at the start of the year, we started off with half a million dollars worth of debt that made us extremely uncomfortable. And we decided we were going to tackle getting rid of this debt. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're a faithful listener, you will realize that we missed an episode last week. We got a little caught mm. up with some birthday festivities. Mm. Someone turned double digits, uh, and I turned 10. Yes. <laughs> and so for this week's episode on Wednesday, you'll hear what we intended to share with you last week, which is our real estate reset. So what exactly is going on with real estate, um, which plays a part into how we were able to, in the past 28 days, pay off a whopping $94,000 worth of debt. How do we do that? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, Talk been, about it's it. been a good month. Um, I know I joked earlier, but it's been a, it's been a really good month. Um, I think it's important to do these accountability check-ins um, and keep ourselves accountable and uh, keep our listeners, uh, let our listeners know exactly how things are going. Um, you know, we... The good and the bad. The good and the bad. Uh, we decided to do this podcast and be very transparent. So um, here we are. This was Liz's another great idea of sharing <laughs> exactly how we're, how we're doing this. But I actually think it's a good joke, but I think it's a good idea. Um, but so, yeah, this month so far we paid off ninety four thousand um, dollars. As uh, you guys have heard in the previous podcast, that I've been pretty confident about how we will um, end up getting rid of that half a million dollars worth of debt. Speaking into um, existence, and we are almost one one quarter of the way until twenty percent, almost twenty percent of the way there. Um, and he's our uh, our money man. Ninety word. <laughs> Do, you, do do we want to discuss how you teach math? Does that does that, oh, oh, does that, is that what oh, we want to do? Oh. Do we want to discuss how you teach math? The I think I think you want to skip that part of, of the podcast. As I was, as I was, as I was, as I was. No, um, I've been doing just fine for the past two weeks oh teaching gosh, all right. lessons solo dolo. Are we going to go back to this account of Anyways, <laughs> we are sorry. $94,000 worth of debt was paid off in February, Jay. Yeah, we um we we had we got rid of that uh $900 payment the it was the lending club personal loan. Yes. Um, Goodbye. That was a whopping $28,730. Um and 5 cents. 
account and don't forget the five cents don't, don't forget the change because they would come get their money if and they we, could and we paid off a um we sold the rental property um so yeah we, one of our rental properties is gone now now our portfolio is down to four pro- uh, this four right down to four, four. properties um with t- damn, one on them one actually just sold uh thursday well we got a contract on. we're gonna contract okay because we're gonna share a little bit later about you know what some not lessons we learned but like what really happens in the month where you feel like oh because we thought it was gonna be a really good month yeah and we had two real estate contracts fall through and uh yeah, we did. I forgot about the other. Yeah, yeah we had two contracts fell through. Two fell um, through. But one went through, um, and that property was $50,366.64. And it actually sold for? $75,000. Um, so we made yeah. a nice little profit. And because it sold, on, and for those that are into real estate, you'll think it's not much of a profit. But this house sold through auction, so the fees were very minimal. Yeah. And we still have 2K that they're holding in escrow because essentially we close really early because the buyer was heading out of country. And so. I had to look at the paperwork. Why? Um, why did they just have back to um, just because the lien certificate hasn't, yes, hasn't been. Um, hadn't been done by the city of baltimore yet so a lien with the lien certificate is just making sure that there are no outstanding liens on the property so what the title company did is they held two thousand two thousand dollars in escrow um just in case anything comes up but we already know there are no other liens other than the mortgage on the property um the water bill was paid so the utility bill was paid so there are no um there shouldn't be a lien on that and um that that money will come back to us within the next couple of weeks or a month however, right. however quickly baltimore city can uh can get their lien certificate done but other than that um we did still walk away with 21 yeah we came with a 19k check 19k wired directly to, into our account and uh promptly then exiting <laughs> our account to go pay and we ended up paying another bill which was our um discover card um that uh well, that bill was nineteen thousand, but we dropped fifteen thousand dollars on that payment. So that how that's how we got to the ninety four thousand dollars in um, essentially a month, which is actually really really good. We should give ourselves a pat on the back and be proud of that. Um, but yeah. it doesn't really feel good. Jay will tell you after we pay these bills, I'm gonna go lay down. Not we. What? You go lay down. <laughs> you you go lay. Down. I said, I said after we pay okay, these bills, you. I go. I, yes, I go lay down in the bed, look at the ceiling, probably thinking about like, oh my gosh, I can't what believe are, this. What but, are you thinking about when you're looking in the ceiling like that? When you, <laughs> this is consistently every month now. After after we, we it's exhausting. Drop a nice, nice chunk of chunk on the bills, and she she goes to take a deep breath and goes to the room and potentially sheds a tear. <laughs> How much money? I'm not <laughs> shedding a tear, but I realize it is exhausting. You go through this whole thing uh, at the end of every month where we're calculating, you know, all of our household bills to see where we at with our excess money. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, so we got, uh, you know, $15,000 left in our account. What do we do with it? Oh, we give it to somebody else. Give it away. Oh. Yo, that. <sighs> give it away. And it, there's every. So yes, every, I go lay down. Every fiber in our body, I'm sure it goes through her mind. Like, damn, can we just hold it? Can we just hold it? I don't it? actually want to hold it because no. it doesn't belong to us. Because okay. we owe people money, so I don't want to hold it. I'm just ready for this to be over with. 
Got a like, few more months of that. <laughs> a few more months of dropping. The, I mean, right. the first month we dropped twenty one. Was it twenty one thousand? It was something like that. Twenty one thousand on that lending club bill, and uh, <sighs> yeah, it yeah. just yeah, it's pretty. Doesn't feel good, huh? No, and so yes, yeah, so we sold. We sold. Um, we sold one of the rental properties. Um, we made a profit. And so we did have some unexpected expenses come in. And I will say that this is where I felt proud this month is, uh, as you guys have heard, we did buy a older car um, to start and it decided to be an older car and be wobbly, wobbly, shika, shika, shika. <laughs> <laughs> The <You're> wheel so <laughs> started to wobble quite a bit and we had to have a serious discussion about how much more are we going to put in. All that and said, we are huge proponents of buying, buy a used vehicle. Like vehicles are the worst as far as depreciation. Why spend money on something that the minute you drive it off the lot is going to depreciate? Unless you're buying some sort of... Um, like uh, old school, you know, classic car, type. classic car that you're going to fix up. Like it doesn't make sense. And I had to explain this and this is why conversations are super important, right? Because my niece who's in high school, you know, we pay her to babysit. So we're always like, save your money. But like, you know, she's like, oh, the car's nice. Yes. All right. Explaining to her depreciation and what something that appreciates is and how cars, you know, the vehicle we have, the model we have, if you brought it for a 2021, it's probably like $40,000. Yeah. Who's going to spend, like, we're not spending $40,000 on a and car. I, and honestly, even if we want, if we had it, we wouldn't. I mean, I don't it think It just doesn't make sense. To- it doesn't make sense the way you're making your face (laughs) tell the people (laughs) it just doesn't make sense because the minute you drive off the lot it depreciates significantly so what's wrong with buying a car that has some miles on it that's used that you know you get it for a lot less um but this is why it's really important i think even now to have those conversations with my nieces because i grew up in a household where you never brought a used car like my parents refused because in my parents their mind it was like oh if it's used then maybe something's wrong with it but i will tell you the first car that we've purchased together was one of those like oh my gosh you really have to do your research because we're not car people yeah Right. So you have to if you're going to buy a used car, you really have to do your research to consider a certified used used car or making sure you can go to a dealership like we did where, you know, they were willing to put in the work because of their reputation to make sure we walked off on a with a car that had the latest maintenance and they weren't trying to charge us for that. Whereas I think the first car we got, we got from a used car lot. And I mean, it was basically like, okay, here's the keys. Yeah. And we ended up with a car with a bunch of issues at this point. And I think, you know, it just do your research, consider everything. There's tons of really good certified, certified used car programs. Volkswagen has a great one. Two years maintenance for about $50. For those two years on their certified used cars. Bumper to bumper. Yeah, it's a... Like, you know, if you can, I mean, we saw like a 
Passat for like nine thousand dollars with that program for them. And I mean, that's and, not bad. And if you want the, if you want to go into luxury and like you just set aside money for that and save for it, and and just it just comes with some patience. Um, our situation kind of forced us to get a new car, but we did not get rid of the other car. No, um, the other car is still there. So what we do now is we. Um, we drive that that other car is the ride around the city car if we need something. <laughs> right. But you know, up the street and back, <laughs> up the street and back. Like, we did, we did, we did, we do the maintenance on it. Um, and but we agree that's it. But we agree that's the last heavy maintenance on it. I mean, of course, we'll pay yeah, for the last heavy oil chains and, and brakes and whatever those minor things. But uh, yeah, I mean, those you know, that's the decision we decided to make. And again, like Liz was saying, do your research. If you do want to go on luxury side, you still can get a perfectly good luxury car that is used and um it, it may not even have to be a 75 miles thousand miles on it, it yeah could it be could be less 20, and be yeah, it's 20,000 30,000 miles on it and, but, but you'll you, save that sticker shock of what it costs to buy a brand new spanking new and you can buy the and the spray as, to give you the new car <laughs> and as soon as you buy that new car as soon as you drive it off the lot it depreciates to the amount of money that we probably would pay for one so um you know it probably behooves you to do that so our second unexpected expense hey this is not really unexpected this is something that we uh we were thinking about since the school year started um but next year we decided to put c into a private school um and that private school expense came up so how much was that so yeah so his private school was 20k for tuition um but this private school that we put him in here um they have been open since the pandemic for in-person learning five days a week they've not had uh, any major issues the classroom sizes are small they do hospital grade cleaning every night they clean throughout the day he was excited we were excited um we just need to know that he's going to be an in-person school and it's not going to be interrupted. And I think that's our concern right now with the public schools. They're easing back into it with the hybrid. Um, I, we realize there's a push to get the kids back into school five days a week. But unfortunately, we do live in a county. We live in Fairfax County mm -hmm. where there is has been some pushback in terms of not even pushback, the availability of teachers to be in the classroom um, based upon all the issues that everyone's facing. So we want to ensure that for his fifth grade year, especially after all the disruptions that COVID has created with his education, that he can go into fifth grade knowing that he will have a year of in-person learning with other kids, mask on and all, and we don't have to worry about some sort of hybrid schedule that is not realistic for us as two parents working. Um, so $20,000, which does sound like a lot, um, and it is a lot, right? It's not that it's cheap, um, but compared to other private schools in this area that run $40,000 a year and they're on hybrid, it didn't make sense to us, um, and we got a discount thanks to Jay's service in the military. Mm -hmm. and thanks, so and don't thanks. be afraid to ask. Yeah, that was one of the last questions I asked <laughs> <laughs> during our one-on-one uh, -on -one interview, making sure that you know 
And if they offered uh, some financial aid, which we declined, but uh, the military discount was definitely something that uh, I wanted. I asked that anywhere I go anyway. So, um, yeah, just, uh, thankfully, the, the school was able to provide us a, a nice discount on that. And I brought um, tuition down to 15000 And credit to Liz, you know, uh, she's been... Um, She's been pumping uh, money into a five two nine education plan, which was which was set for college. Yeah. And now that became we once we you know once we got together, but um, putting that money into a five two nine, and then thankfully the five two nine is good for private school as well. So we we turned around and um, took money out of his five two nine to pay the pay his tuition for private school. Yeah. And so we did that based off his college being um, taken care of on on that end. Um, with some some of the benefits that come with being in the military and, and soon to be retired from the military, um, he doesn't notice yet. But his college is 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 paid for um, as long as he goes to a school in Virginia. Um, so you know, we figured that the money that he has in his pocket now we could take that out and pay it for this one year private school um, until. So uh, it was a calculated risk until the county gets their gets their act together and, and understands how they. It's a good understanding of how they want to deal with with the pandemic and teachers, teachers and students going back to school full time. Yeah. So any parents out there who have a 529, I believe it was in 2017, uh, the rule came out that you can essentially take out ten thousand um, dollars and you'll write it off in your taxes. Um, for secondary education to pay for private school. The catch, you have to be really careful. It can only be used for tuition. So if there's any extra fees like technology fees, uh, things along like the books or any of the extracurricular activities, it cannot show that it was used for that. It has to be used strictly for the tuition. And so for us, we took out 10K, the max, um, and then we'll pay cash, the remaining balance. Um, and then the school also offers, and you always have to check, right? The school offers, if you pay full tuition before the end of July, you get an extra like 2% discount. Um, look, we're trying to save every little penny we can with this. And so our intention is from now until June, save up that $5,000 and go ahead and cut them that last check. But we'll be able to count that 10K as a tax. Um, it, we won't be penalized as far as taxes next year because it does uh, qualify. qualify as a benefit for his education. Um, other things that happened this mm. month. Mm. So we, we had some unexpected expenses, but... Also, um, as you guys know, we're offloading properties. Um, and so we actually had three contracts. We were riding high. We were hot. We were excited. <laughs> we was like, oh, yeah. The and con- two <laughs> contracts fell through. So the contract we had initially with, with the house that sold was, what, 25000 over. was about uh, 10000 over our asking price. So we were like, oh, yeah, this is going to work out. nice. We get a call uh, two, three, two, three days later. Um, it's going on an auction, uh, and we have, you know, that we, we watching the auction and it goes, we were asking, it went over 15,000 over asking price. Yeah. Yeah. 15,000 over asking price. And we are excited. We like, yes, we get the contract in hand, sign it, ready to go. And then the guy that takes like three, four days to sign the contract. He's MIA. So, you know, 
we should have went with our gut with this one because hindsight's twenty twenty. We had a second buyer. We had a second buyer that was like, yo, um, five thousand less, and he would have taken it. But the the uh, auction company that we went with um, was like, listen, um, the guy that signed the original contract, he's late because their requirement is once you put a bid and you have twenty four hours to sign the contract and get their deposit to them. The guy took about three days to get a deposit. The second guy had his contract, you know, had his had his deposit ready. Um, and was and was willing to deal with some of our terms because we were dealing with an issue with the title with the title title of the um, the house and he's he was already willing to deal with those terms and we got greedy <laughs> <laughs> he was five thousand less we got greedy and we we're said, trying to no, be we optimistic just, we'll just go with the um, with the first guy and and we should have went with our gut and I, at that time our gut was telling us like this guy's already causing trouble um, yeah because apparently he had bid on a. He bunch of properties. properties correct so this was his this would have been his third property all in the same day so yeah we um yeah we, we're just cussing back and forth with the auctioneer and um i got larry <laughs> we were talking back larry. Larry on the phone with him constantly and he's like the guy hasn't deposited a check that hasn't deposited a check he's like i will give him another we'll give him another chance so he finally deposits a check i think mr larry was also hopeful yeah he put deposits the checks but um after he, he well, he starts doing his due diligence. He finds out about the title issue. Um, and so let's not say title issue. So essentially what's happening with COVID because Baltimore is Baltimore is they are taking forever to record, record the titles. And so despite the fact that we purchased this property last year, close to this time, or maybe it was a little it was later. Like late it May, like, um, it still was wasn't August, August titled in jay's name so under the baltimore city it's still under the previous owner's name but of course i have the hud one i close it out and it helps that i bought this house from the same um auction company that we're selling it now um so everything is above board but from a buyer's perspective it does look suspect that you know you, you signed a contract with someone that doesn't have it's not the title with the deed of the house is not recorded under their name so i understand where he can be suspect but um, but the fix for stuff. that is that he would need to close with the title company that closed, that we closed with, because they have all the documentation. They know what's going on, and that is above board. There's not an issue with that. Um, and we're not the only home, we're not the only buyers and sellers in Baltimore City dealing with this. So, and then that is the fix based on other type of title companies that work with the city of Baltimore. They will tell you the best way to to, to work around that instead of having to wait for the the title to get recorded d to get recorded is to use the same title company that that you but you bought the property with so um first he was fine with that yes a couple of days later he buyer's like, remorse is what you like, realize nah, I, I don't feel then he started saying everything is real shady there's something going on here so needless to say we let this guy uh, well first we weren't gonna let him out of his contract because he had signed a contract and you know we were like you know what i think part of us feels like you know we've We've been in that situation before, and we're like, nobody really let us out. Let us out the contract. So it also was a fact of like, okay, he, this is someone that essentially you started to realize was just trying to nitpick at any and everything as if they had not read the contract, and so we were just like, but I think long story short, between us and the auction company, the auction company came back and was like, yo, this is becoming a headache. Let's just put it back on uh, up for auction. We will split the because the what? Commission. Yeah, they'll split the commission with us. Um, 
once it sells and just let this guy go so we can all walk away because this is becoming just a headache. Like every little thing he was now trying to say, oh, no, there's an issue with this. There's an issue with this. And you're just like, dude, you know, do you sit and you wait for the next 30, 45 days to get to closing? And this is someone. And plus, you know, look, when someone really doesn't want to do anything, you just like it's it not worth it. Saves your time, time and energy and effort to just, you know, let them out. Um yeah, just we didn't want to go through that. Uh, so yeah, needless to say, we lend him out his contract. They're drawing up the paperwork for release now, um, so he should be released out his contract this week, and it's gonna go turn right back around and go right back on the auction block and be sold again. It will be positive. So our flip Ugh. also within let the first week it got listed, we had a buyer, and the buyer was super excited. They were fine with the price. Then all of a sudden, what we suspect happens was, again, buyer's remorse of the real estate agent. Oh, he walked in the neighborhood and he got beat up (laughs) and he doesn't feel safe (laughs) anymore. And so now he wants out of the contract, which I suspect is that essentially there was probably other houses on the market cheaper than ours that there were definitely other houses. Yeah, that he felt like, oh, that's a better deal. Um and again this is one of those things where you're just like forget it who is about to you know have these headaches with people who you know because the market is so hot right now there's a lot of people not people but i think there's sometimes a lot of buyers buying up things without really a the due diligence so you hear it that some people are buying houses sight unseen Highly advise against that. Um, people who are buying with... They're foregoing the inspection on the property, which is another thing we highly, highly advise not to do. Definitely don't do that in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> do not forego your inspection in Baltimore. Um, and then other people are, are putting escalator clauses on their contract. Oh. For those that don't know escalator clauses, you know, if I put an offer at 100000 um, somebody could put an offer at a hundred thousand with a thousand dollar or a five thousand dollar escalator. Um, so, so and we recently met with we looked at some properties. Uh, the guy told us people are putting in Northern Virginia five to seven thousand dollars escalator clauses. No, no, no inspection clauses. So, an inspection clause is if something comes up in the inspection, um, the the buyer has a right to back either back out or the seller can fix whatever is has gone wrong right. in the inspection and you know they're just withdrawing they're just not putting those clauses in they're just like all right listen we'll offer you full price no inspection <laughs> no inspection clause some people aren't even doing the inspections um some realtors will tell you like, you can do the put the inspection clause in but you still should do an inspection just for just to have yeah, your own your knowledge own. of what's going on with the property but so the housing market is hot right now so very um, hot individuals are putting in you know they putting in these offers and they've probably seen three or four properties some may be cheaper some may be more expensive or is it just and just may meet their preferences and um they're they've just backed out uh, so this guy decided to back out and again we let him we were very excited we had you know the first week yeah the first week three houses with contracts on them essentially and then but look at the end of the day they weren't the right buyers and even if we make less than what we anticipated with either of those two sales i think we're confident that we're still on track and you know hey 
I think every now and then God shakes you up, like Jay said. Don't be so greedy. Make sure you have the right buyer. You know, when you start to get the inkling that, okay, something's not quite right, just go ahead and trust your gut more and go with that intuition of, like, let's just keep it moving. And so for us, those were the unexpected expenses and changes that happened um, this month. Um, so how do you think budgeting is going, Jay? You tell me, Liz. No, nah, budgeting, budgeting is going is going okay. Um we uh we were under budget on some things and a little bit over on, on others. others. Um so you know, it's some this is the point where we may need to adjust some things or you know, we did have um celebrations and other stuff come up yeah throughout the month so is there do you think there's a need for adjusting i think i'd like to see how march goes we don't have any birthdays we do have a trip Shh, we shouldn't be traveling because of covid okay i'll take that out i'll take that out don't take it out don't take it out this is so awkward okay anyways but we're we're setting aside money for that separately which you should say we need to get the hell out of here i don't it, get away we need to get away <laughs> go, go ahead. i don't know how to go with him sometimes but here we go so yeah so i think honestly some things that we're learning too we're also learning where to buy what items and what's cheaper right so like where should we be buying our chicken where should we be buying why are you look at me like that <laughs> go, go, ahead. go ahead and say something i was about to say black people love chicken but go Yo, go ahead, go ahead. I thought you were gonna say something about me being bougie, but fine. Nah, we didn't know you anyway. bougie already. Best. I'm not gonna so keep saying that. <laughs> we we're learning where to go buy certain things, our produce, everything else. Where where do we get like the good produce at a reasonable price and not overpaying at my Wegmans that I love so bougie much. Bougie in your Wegman. Oh Yo, God. they got the best turkey. Like no one else has. Yeah, turkey, when they like, have it. Anyway, go ahead. ahead. So, like, anyways, so we're learning how to, like, really stay with that. And I'm also realizing, like, yo, my niece is over here. Food be going real quick when I'm at least here. Yo, you sure you want another kid? Because these little motherfuckers eat a lot. (laughs) This guy. guy. Um, So, all in all, I I think we're doing pretty good. You know, I think we... This month we just need to tighten up a little bit, keep keep track of everything, and it's tightened up on some areas because we didn't. I think it balanced, evened out. We didn't, yeah, like we didn't, we didn't use our entertainment money. I mean, we brought one Minecraft drop for like five bucks. Yeah, I mean, we didn't. So I mean, it evened <laughs> out, and when we went over, it wasn't. It, it a, did a not crazy OD. Amount of yeah, it was a little small amount over, but uh, I mean, we like I said, we've been transparent. Yeah, we went over on on. I think sure, we went over on groceries for sure. You keep saying that we did not go over on groceries. Okay, we went anyway. over. We, we went over on. I think we one thing we always go over on you know, eating out. Bad. Not that type of eating out, but eating <laughs> eating out. Yeah, we always go over. I so don't even know what's happening? Um, yeah. So we went over there. Um, so what are we about to tackle this month? So this month we have some major decisions to consider. So as much as we would like to ensure that the house that we have on the market for sale uh, remains a flip, we do have, again, as we share with you guys, we have a hard money loan on that one. Mm. And that loan we need to pay off by May, correct? Yes, by May 29th. 
got the date. End of May. And so essentially for us this month, if we're not seeing really great traction on the house, we're going to have to make a decision if we put a tenant in it and refinance and then totally change our debt repayment plan. And we have run the numbers and essentially where we go from being able to pay off our debt quickly in this year we will then go to having to pay off our debt in 14 months, which is still not bad. Jay makes a face. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. We need to keep our fingers crossed. We need to sell this house. That's just. Uh, we may not want it to happen, but I always expect the worst, hope for the best. And I'm hoping we had some viewings this weekend. So hopefully we will get a contract on the house. But in case we don't, we need to be prepared and thinking. So we've talked to our property management guy who's already looking to get all the um, necessary the, documents. The rental licenses, the lead free certificates on the property. And we could turn around and get a Section 8 tenant in there relatively quick. Um, we've already had some interest as far as Section 8. So don't see a problem there. But um, the, again, that's something we want to avoid in the the reason we need to start the process now is, you know, we want to get a section. We want to get a tenant in there to be able to refinance at a better rate and right. and uh, maximize the benefit of the refinance. So if we we estimate the rental property, it, we can rent it for about thirteen hundred, thirteen fifty a month. And we're looking to refinance at fifty thousand. So we wouldn't refinance for the whole sixty five thousand. Um, so we would still make a decent property uh, profit off of that, but it's not. It's not the ideal scenario. It's not what we're hoping for. Yeah. But you got to prepare for the worst. So, but again, that, I think we will sell the property. I think, like I said, we garnered some interest this, the end of this month. And I'm um, actually just today, we garnered some interest. And I think we'll, we'll get a contract by the end of the month. But so we, we are in a tight time frame, though. It's, it seems like the end of the month is not a lot of time. It's a lot of time, but it's really not. And also, you know, what, what just happened of, individuals backing out of contracts and um getting bribed by his remorse you know you never know what can happen so we would like to get a contract as soon as possible and turn around and sell it but if we don't sell it we will be prepared to to rent it out and and adjust our plan again as far as being debt free you have to consistently adjust adjust your plan and pivot with whatever cards um are being dealt to you um and so we will begin to save that remaining $5,000 for private school. Um, it's just easier to take those chunks each month to put some money aside. Um, and the, not necessarily the newest thing mm. is we almost- Let it out, vent. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. There's nothing to vent about. Mm. So we, yes, the market is hot. Um, and we have contemplated- whether or not we're going to purchase and we went to look at houses and we realized that we cannot be derailed on our focus so what that means for us is if we can find a property that is basically within a certain price range so and right this is now not an investment home this is a this is a our first this will be our first home together yes. a it will not be a dream home because I think we can agree that a dream home for both of us is a penthouse apartment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that the elevators open up <laughs> and into our foyer. <laughs> but we would never buy that in the D.C. metro area because they're ridiculously expensive here. With ridiculous condo, condo fees. <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah. But. 
So we would like Chicago. Shout out to anyone in Chicago. We would like to live there because <laughs> you guys have penthouse condos and places there that are reasonably priced. Um, so long story short, but what we are looking at is um, Jay talks about the great benefits that come with the military and everyone calls it debatable, but he does qualify for a VA loan, which means no money down. And on top of that, we are in a position because of other benefits. <laughs> go, go. Because <laughs> I hate this. Let me. Go ahead, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to have that together. Jay qualified for disability. And I think this is one of those things that people do not like to talk about. And we're going to do a podcast and we're going to get my dad on this podcast because what I feel like needs to be talked about for minority officers out there in the military, there is a stigma in going to the military doctor and looking at the benefits that you can get for all the service you do. Right. So if you have any sort of um, longstanding medical issues that are a result of the service that you put to give back to this country, there's no reason why you shouldn't be going to get this stuff documented. And as Jay has learned, it can be life changing. And so he beats around the bush to talk about these military benefits. Go out and qualify for your VA disability if you can, I, listen, I, I absolutely agree. You should definitely um, take advantage. Why are you rolling? Your- <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes because I, I think we do our listeners a disservice speaking in code. As far as if there's a veteran out there, if there's someone who's on active duty, who's retiring in a year or two, who's listening to this and trying to figure out like, what do you keep talking about? What benefits? How does your kid get an education? So, so listen. So with, with the, <laughs> so I qualify for VA disability. I have a certain uh, for certain disability rating. So with VA disability, what comes with a certain rating is one: we do not pay property taxes on. Correct. We do not pay property property taxes on our primary home. So the reason we initially we weren't looking into we were not we going to buy here. buying a house here. But with that disability, you get um, zero. You know, you pay number one zero down payment. Um, if we get a no, VA loan, no property taxes, no PMI on the property, so no mortgage insurance. PMI currently, um, that changes our price point dramatically, right? So significantly, because like property tax in Fairfax County, some of these properties, property tax is like five hundred dollars a month, and so is the PMI can be three to four hundred dollars. So you're looking at maybe close to nearly a thousand dollars that and probably more than that honestly right um, based on these these home prices but you know that those fees are stripped away so essentially with the amount that we're paying in rent we could afford almost a half a million dollar house um but we're not trying to spend that much yeah so we, we could afford a decent size house for equivalent or less than what we pay in rent so and that's it, our goal we want to ensure that what we're paying for a mortgage is very close to if not less than what we're paying in rent um and it probably will be less but um and we but we did look at more we did how we almost got derailed with we almost toyed with do we go for the okie doke and go pay go pay for eight hundred thousand dollars seven hundred seven or seven hundred seven hundred fifty thousand dollar house yes price our top of our price point about seven fifty thousand yeah um which would have been about a thirty-two, thirty-five hundred dollar mortgage. Which is still twenty-five percent of our take-home pay, essentially. Which is a, it's you know by by 
financial standards is pretty good. Yeah, yeah housing should be about 25% of your take-home pay. But the issue was, in this area, these houses going up at that price, man. So, like, that's the thing that I think for both of us that we have to realize is, like, we really are not going to get exactly what we want with this first buy. This is, to me, another form of investment property. And if we purchase at the right purchase price, right, 2100 or below even 2500 or below in this market for a three bedroom or four bedroom townhouse we'll be able to rent it out and cover our mortgage if not make a profit off of it so that to me is what's really important right now is is three of us hopefully soon four of us and a three bedroom or a four bedroom townhouse is perfectly fine and we're not trying to buy no dream house right now. I agree. Agree. So that's kind of where we're at right now. So, so um, we'll see how, you know, we'll, we'll see how things go and, you know, we'll, we'll make it, we'll continue to make the right decisions based off um, what's going on and based off what, and what we, what we need. So um, keep you guys posted. But we, again, we have about 406,000 left to go out of our 500,000. Um, we're on our way. One uh, couple of months into the new year and, you know, we are, we are definitely on our way. Um, again, I think, I think we'll be debt free. But that was a hand slap for that time. For those that heard that, <laughs> uh, again, I'm I'm still confident that we will be debt free by the end of the year. Oh um, gosh. T- uh, selling that, you know, again with the traction that we've been getting on the the property that we just renovated, we feel good about it, and uh, we keep you guys posted on the next month's recap. All right, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the Blended Creole Podcast. Always remember to stay firmly rooted in faith and dream as if you will live forever and live as if you will die tomorrow. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe.